0: I am master of my own destiny.
1: You cannot fill a cup from an empty vessel. With awareness, rebellion is born. We are all perfectly flawed. It's the empowerment that shows us how to embrace that. Are you ready to embrace your flaws? Join us. There is a seat at our table. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Terry. And together with Lauren and Tammy, we bring you Perfectly Flawed. And today, we have an amazing woman joining us at our table. So come on in and take a seat at our table. And I would like to welcome to our table, Victoria Abel. Thanks for having me, Terry. Thank you so much for coming, Victoria. Victoria is an addiction nutritionist, which we're going to get into, but we want to start with the goddess card that, as we were discussing pulling a goddess card, it jumped right out of the deck. So, Nematona, sacred space, is our goddess of the day. Create an altar or visit a power place to connect with the divine. Which is always really great advice, especially if you're dealing with addiction. Um, So I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown on what nematoma means, and then we're going to get right into the interview. Your sacred space is within you now. By creating an altar or visiting a sacred site, you connect with the symbols and energy that have been infused with meaning and prayer, over the centuries don't take these symbols lightly for they they're powerful indeed when you connect with sacred symbols you help your inner sanctity find a home in the outer world you also tap into the ancient wisdom and spiritual grace of the old ways explore spirituality through sacred symbols and sites and allow your soul to joyfully meander among the various ways available to you to unite with the divine it's not a matter of how you connect but that you do so frequently. So some quick, oh, here he comes again. Meanings of the card are build an altar in your home, take a spiritually oriented trip. You need a quiet place of refuge and retreat for yourself, which we all need, create a medicine circle or labyrinth, walk the labyrinth, clear the energy in your home with sage, prayer, toning, invoking Archangel Michael, or other space clearing methods. And Archangel Michael is my guy and he has been hanging out lately, like crazy. He was jumping all over the place last night in my um, live reading. So let's talk to Victoria about addictive nutrition. I mean, addiction, nutrition. (laughs) Well, we could be addicted to nutrition too. It's okay. We can. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how you got into that particular part of the field.
0: Okay. So I started out actually as a drug and alcohol counselor. I was working in a dual diagnosis center here in Arizona. Um, and I was trained by some of the absolute best, Patrick Carnes, John Bradshaw, Claudia Black. And um, I really felt like that was my path. I also um, actually started an eating disorder facility um, in Wickenburg as well. Um, so I was, truly felt like I was called to that work. I'm in recovery 28 years from anorexia and bulimia and, um, felt like that was my path. And of course the way that the universe works, you know, I plan and ha 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 where we go. My daughter, when she was three, um, she was critically ill and almost died of lung failure and pneumonia.
2: Mm.
0: And, um, so the, the doctors wanted to put her on seven different medications, one of which was going to stunt her growth. Oh. and I was not okay with that so I found a naturopath who told her to, who told me to take her off gluten and dairy and I did and three days later she was up and running and never had a problem with her lungs again uh. so I was so convinced about the power of food that I went back to school and I got another master's in nutrition and I thought that I was going to have a brand new career not realizing actually the addicts I was working with needed nutrition probably more than anyone
2: else Mm so
0: I kind of bumped into this field of addiction nutrition
1: so that basically the universe said okay here's here's what we're gonna do for you because we know you have it all planned out I love when they do that (laughs) (laughs) and they just throw
0: my daughter my daughter takes credit for it
1: (laughs) well I mean if, if you think about it It's almost always our children who just spark that light whether it's our children children or if you're an aunt um, Mm -hmm. it's usually some small child that does something to just alter your life in ways Uh. you would never expect (laughs) so um, tell us a little bit about how um, how that helps addicts and, and why it's so important
0: So when I first started out, what I was focusing on more was repairing the brain um, and looking at some of the damage, particularly from alcohol, meth, and heroin, um, and the the way that our cognitive abilities are challenged um, when we're newly sober. And um, especially the work of Dr. Daniel Amen and some of his brain research really made sense to me. And in the how many years, 14 years now, I've been doing uh, addiction nutrition. Um, The whole world exploded with the gut microbiome and the health of the gut. And what we know now is that the number one cause of anxiety is actually in the gut. It's not in the head. Um, And I think a lot of people are unaware that you make your serotonin and dopamine, which are the neurochemicals that help manage mood and anxiety, are actually made in your gut they're not made in the brain Mm -hmm. and so if we're eating poorly if we're not drinking enough water um, if we're having too much caffeine too much sugar processed food um, the quality of the serotonin is going to be pretty poor and um, I know that most of the folks that I work with who are struggling with addiction um, and I always tell them it's like you're not using it because you're a jerk you know you're using um Because you're anxious and and because you probably feel depressed or, excuse me, disconnected. And um, a lot of that originates in the gut. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We've
0: been told it's it's in our head. And I believe it's in our gut. I
1: I definitely agree with you a lot there. Um, There's, I mean, even if you think about it, right? When you eat something, especially gluten and dairy all the time, I can tell you, you start to feel it. You know that your body is not reacting right. And if you're not feeling right, well, you're snappy, you're moody, which is going to lead to depression. Because of course, if we continue to snap at people, well, we're gonna feel guilty. And then we're gonna start all that. So it's, that's so amazing um, how you found that connection. I definitely agree with that connection because I can tell you when I left my second rehab, I should have done great but I gained like 20 pounds and I was an emotional addict. So when I felt the pain of people looking at me and going, Oh wow, why did she gain so much weight or thinking I saw that that's when I was prompted to go back. Um, And it was not until I really started to address all of those emotional issues for me. And at the time um, it was probably about the time that, one of my kids was having an issue. So you go into mom mode and you realize, okay, it is not about me and I need to start getting everybody's nutrition back and my mom got sick. So my nutrition got really really good and that's when I everything started to I hadn't been an addict for years, but it started to really cement in my head like, "Oh, you're you can do this forever. This is not just all of a sudden you stopped. You have figured out what the cause was, and now you're dealing with the whole body, which, <laughs> as I'm pointing to it, nobody can see us.
0: <laughs> I saw you, though. It's okay. Here we go. Um, you know, and I, I think that food tends to be uh, one of our first addictions mm-hmm. or our first coping mechanisms, and most of the clients I've worked with will tell me that when they were a kid and if they were in a traumatic or um, challenging environment. They found sugar or they found chips or they found um, food in order to be our first tool of management. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense if you pull away the drug or you pull away alcohol or sex or gambling, any of the process addictions as well. Um, uh, many of us are going to go back to our first coping strategy. And unfortunately, within certain programs of recovery, it's really normalized. Um, you know, people say, you know, well, Vic, at least it's not heroin. And that's true. You know, absolutely. Is cake a better option than dope? Yeah. Yeah. However, um, you know, I'm trying to help people reduce chances of relapse and also make their life feel good. Mm -hmm. I want people to wake up in the morning with energy, not with dread. Um, it makes recovery a hell of a lot easier when you feel, um energy you feel successful it doesn't mean that you're in the most successful part of your life but if you feel like you're on a track um that you have traction actually it feels delightful i also know it's one of the last things that people work on is their relationship with food it's really really personal
1: it's so true and I think I don't think there's anybody who doesn't deal with that relationship and it's it's always right there you really have to I mean actually here I am I've, I've got my coffee cup but it's filled with water because I gave up caffeine I knew those were things that just my body did not need and they could trigger a relapse really easily for somebody you know that that's something that you especially as a recovered addict you you need to be on top of things like that and realizing that it's not good to stick something else in there and replace it with another addiction when we can actually start dealing with what's going on and let's face it you found some of the foods that we're dealing with are
0: Right, right. It's mostly sugar and gluten. And what's really interesting, though, is that casein, which is the protein molecule in dairy, mm-hmm. um, and gluten, which is the protein molecule in wheat, have an opioid-like effect on the brain. Wow. So many people who are trying to numb out an emotional experience um, will go to you know bagels and cream cheese, which, mm-hmm. again people are like, Vic, it's different than heroin. I know that. But But, the reality is we're still trying to medicate a feeling. I'm not against bagels and cream cheese. I'm not against sugar. I'm just saying, what is our intentionality around eating that? Am I doing it because I really just love bagels and cream cheese? Then enjoy that. Right. But if it's, I don't actually want to feel, I want to numb out. One of my patients actually says, that she uses bagels exactly the way she used heroin. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: a lot of my patients will say that they use energy drinks exactly the way they used alcohol. And um, if we're still using something like that, I'm going to say let's let's work on what is the unmet need
2: Mm -hmm. underneath
0: that. And I think that's what makes addiction nutrition so much different, is that I'm actually, because I have experience as an addiction psychotherapist for so long, I understand the emotional component to it, that it's not just the physiological. Mm-hmm. It's not just the taste buds, but it also has a psychological origin to it.
1: Mhm. Yep. It definitely that that is so, so true. And a lot of times we are not um Well, for so many years we've been told not to talk about those feelings. No, 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 don't talk about that, right? And so now that we've come into an age where we know that this is really what we do need to do. We need to be talking to each other. We need to be open. Um, I've actually, I went to my family when when we lost my mom and I said, if you ever have to worry about me relapsing, it is gonna be the minute she dies. Between the minute she dies and the first week or so, You should really watch because that would be when. And it's funny because one of the first things they did was make sure that I ate good food. Yes. They made sure that we had fruits and vegetables and things that were good food because, of course, my mom had cancer. So we were already bringing only organic foods into the house. And I really firmly believe that those things and being open and saying okay, these are the things I'll do, watch out for me. And, you know, if you ask me and I say, buzz off, chances are you need to ask me again. You need to ask me a little more firmly. <laughs> and um, But you have to get to that point where you know, okay, um, I, you know, I have to close those doors and I have to know what I can deal with. And that's the emotional part of getting to that. And I think you have, you've got the, beauty of both worlds because they are so needed. You really need both. Um, where are you doing primary primarily most of your work now?
0: So um, I'm based in Prescott, Arizona, and so I have a private practice here in person, but I do a tremendous amount of phone and Skype sessions with clients 101. I also, um, I'm in 13 different treatment centers around the state of Arizona. Um, What I do, uh, me and along with my staff, we go in weekly and do groups and cooking classes and education for the clients within treatment centers, both 12-step and non-12-step treatment centers. Um, Because I also am a trauma therapist, um, I also do a lot of work with folks who are using food as a coping strategy for PTSD and, and I want people to understand that I'm not expecting people to, um, you know, become totally pure, organic, vegan, you know, uh, only eat food that's dropped from the tree voluntarily or, or, you know, uh, and you know, I am a cancer nutritionist as well and uh, in my private practice. And so those folks, yes, I'm a lot more strict. Um, But my rule is sort of 85, 15, 85% of the time, I want you to eat really well. Um, And that includes a hamburger and that, you know, probably not McDonald's, but, um, you know, it might include, you know, um, pasta, if that's something that you're doing. And then 15% of the time, eat what you want. You know, if you're, if you're, this doesn't have to be perfect. And I feel like when people go very dramatically in one direction to say, okay, I was eating the, you know, standard American diet, which the initials are sad S A D, standard American diet, you know, when I've been eating this way and then, Oh, now I'm going to be an organic vegan. That's going to last about nine days.
2: Yeah. Maybe
0: that's about as long as we can do it. And then we go, Oh my God, I can't do it anymore. And we get dramatically shifted into a new direction. Mm Um, and, uh, You know, I I vote that we do small baby steps. And if that just starts with breakfast, that makes me really happy. Um, Nice.
1: Because that's usually the first thing that we skip. I I get in trouble with my daughter daily. She comes in and says, so what can I make you for breakfast? (laughs) So, hey, at least I've got someone who's taking care of that part. (laughs) But, yeah, it is. It's about that little bit of treat for yourself, but really trying I mean let's face it cancer can really be prevented with food yes
0: yeah yeah and and if it's if it's not prevented, which I think we can um, it also can be mitigated tremendously and you know there's so many ways that food truly is thy medicine you know we know that
2: absolutely just that
0: we as Americans have gone so far from our sourcing of food we have no relationship with food anymore the reality is, America has no food culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if you go to India, you go to China, um, you go to Italy. There's going to be great food culture that's yes. generations long, um, and we don't have that here. Mm. We think, we, you know, I love Thai food. I love Indian food. I love Italian food. I love Mexican food. And I, but why do I think that my gut's going to be able to handle um, that? You know, a different food. A different region every single night right you really need to figure out what our body resonates with most mm-hmm. specifically um and i believe that's whole food and for the most part it's not food that's been genetically modified yes and that's why we're doing that's why we're doing this study that we're doing
1: uh, that is now can you tell us anything about this study or is it still yes.
0: <laughs> it's very exciting um we're actually doing a documentary Um, The documentary is called What the Food. I
2: um, love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And um, so it's really exciting. And um, my friend Karen is an amazing woman who lost her granddaughter to addiction. Mm. And um, she has been a proponent of non-GMO foods for a really long time and approached me and a wonderful medical team to be part of this documentary. So what we're doing, um you can find us on um whatthefoodfilm.com is our website. Um and what we're going to be doing is we're taking 10 folks with addiction in new recovery, so typically between 3 weeks and 2 months uh in new recovery, so quite new.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we are going to be doing pre and post medical testing on them. So we're going to be doing blood tests, genetic tests, um, stool tests to find out what is their baseline health and then they meet with me the psychiatrist and a naturopath during the, the three months and we provide free food for them um, chef prepared, our chef Debbie is amazing and all the food is provided for them, three meals and two snacks every single day for 90 days nice. and then we do post testing on them to be able to identify If there's been a reduction in cravings, if there has been a change in their gut microbiome, their brain, um, their mood, and we're really going to be able to follow them and support them in that to see, I already know it works, but it's going to be really great to have that documented. So it'll be a full documentary um, as soon as we get the money.
1: (laughs) That is amazing. Now, is there like a, um, a donation site or anything like that that people can go to?
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, If you go on our website, the Mm -hmm. whatthefoodfilm.com, there's a donate button right there. Okay. And it is, we are, um, you know, there's a tax deduction on that for you. Nice. Uh, We are 5013C. And um, it's really exciting and we want to be able to, we have a great producer and director, um, Wendy Borman. And so we're going to be able to bring that around to the documentary film festivals with the long-term goal of seeing that on Netflix.
1: That will be, and we, and and we will see it all over Netflix, and we will be sharing it all over Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it will, that, that, you don't know this part because we didn't, well, it's been a while since we've gotten to talk. Um, part of my vision is that I will take a lot of the proceeds from my businesses and start a probably a nonprofit um to buy homes where people not necessarily just addicts but anybody can go when they need to recover from whatever they're going through um be Wonder. it addiction be it anything like that and that's the exact same thing i would like to see the specific foods that we need prepared in those homes and them shown how to do that And um, also to have psychiatric services and meditation and all of that. And the idea would be that we'd buy fixer-upper homes so that these people will feel like they're doing something. As opposed to, Mm, hey, here's a home. It's, hey, guys, we need your help fixing up this home. And then the other idea would be that there's a place out there called um, Hope House, Mm -hmm. and they're very similar Um, and it just sparked a little bit more of it in me because of the addiction you know my addiction my addiction history Um, you know I know that if something like this had been available I would Mm -hmm. be where I am today as opposed to what I went through mind you I had to go through it all that was my path but um, and so I'm looking to do that and then what we'll do is we'll make pallet homes So tiny homes on the property so that going from that group setting, you can go to just a little ways away from the group. So you still have the group, but you've got these free homes out here. And then when you're ready, we'll help you figure out what you want to do for a job, where you want to go from here, what you want to do, and how you can financially do it. And we'll help you get get going that way. Because you know as well as I do, if everything else is good, but... Their finances go crazy and their housing goes crazy, they're still going to go back to that old coping mechanism if they can't get out of that negative swirl. So you didn't know about that, but hmm.
0: (laughs) That's exciting. Now count me in to do your nutrition counseling.
1: There you go. I I was kind of angling for it. I love it when somebody (laughs) just comes out and says it. But it's amazing that we can now do this via Skype, via Zoom, via any of these different modalities, and you can be right in someone's house and say, okay, you know, there's a course going on and there's 20 of you in here, but that's okay. Let's get to the nitty gritty and get this done. That's so amazing. So how long do you think it's going to take before we can get this thing out? Well,
0: our hope is that it's going to be started um, by the end of this year, the documentary. All right. We're getting really, really, really close. We've got some grants coming in.
1: Excellent. Um,
0: so I'm hoping by um, mid next year to be able to have nice. a finished product. It's that would be really exciting.
1: That would be so amazing. Part of um, what my company does is they do a lot of giving to people, uh-huh. and as a group, we often put things in there like, hey, can you guys give to this? As a matter of fact, my my beep kept going off because there's a new shirt. One of our girls is battling cancer. Um, and I actually might ask you to do me a little tiny favor in case I have any questions. <laughs> I may send her to, to you because part of, of what we have done is helped her raise money so that she can tackle her cancer naturopathically um, and through food and through all of this. Um, so.
0: Excellent. So if I can plug, actually, I'm part of a, a naturopathic cancer group. Um, Excellent. Partners, Partners in Integrative Cancer Therapies with Dr. Robert Zee. Um, and so you can find that online, um, integrative. Partners in Integrative
1: Cancer Therapies, and I would be more than happy to work with your friend. Oh, that is awesome. So she's, like I said, going for naturopathic means she's out in California now um, getting a lot of her care. But part of what we do as a group is find ways to raise money. Um, The girls put up a GoFundMe account, and within, I would say, 48 hours, they had over $10,000 for her.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. 48 hours. I mean, (laughs) I just wish that more of that was covered under insurance for sure. But I'm so glad that, that there's such a community. And so many of us realize that integrative care is what we do. And and I find that to be so much more valuable because yes, we may need chemo. We may need radiation, but we also need to have vitamin C IVs, or maybe mistletoe, or we need to be able to have some, you know, support with adaptogens and a lot of the, Um, a lot of the supplements, a lot of the IVs that we do are not cheap.
1: Right. Um, But they're so useful. Yes.
2: Yes. They're
1: so useful. I mean, and and I've said many times, if I had had this community behind me when my mother was dying, you know, you don't know what would have happened because you you get that benefit of being able to say, okay, I'm in charge of my health. And unfortunately right now with the insurance companies in charge, we don't get to do that. We need Not to find ways. Often. Yeah. And, and and especially if you think I mean, at least for me, if you think about as far as addicts go, you know, a lot of times when you're in and it and in when you get to that point where you're in rehab, you don't have anything. So Exactly. Exactly. Especially for people that's like
0: why I really bring home with so many of my clients because there's this unfortunate myth that, uh, eating healthy is more expensive. It's not, and it's not, it just takes more skill
2: mm-hmm.
0: and takes more time. And I think that that's where, um, I work with folks cause I deeply believe that, Food is a perfect and exact mirror of how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. And what I tell my clients is that they are worth so much more than a dollar menu. Yes. Um, and they're worth the 20 minutes that it might take to uh, roast a chicken thigh and some sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and Brussels sprouts. And the price point, um, like it shocks me now. And again, I don't really do fast food, but it shocks me like McDonald's is really expensive it's
1: ridiculous I mean I we
0: don't it's no longer cheap food yeah and and it's I mean it is cheap quality food but and I don't mean to pick on McDonald's but it's
1: it's hard not to
0: but but the reality is that you know beans are cheap as heck and Mm -hmm. frozen vegetables to be honest are more nutritious most of the time than fresh and that shocks a lot of people but, you know, frozen vegetables were picked at the peak of ripeness, right- right. And I sound like an ad for Green Giant. But um, but it's
1: true. <laughs>
0: but it is true. And when you freeze a vegetable, um, most of them, it keeps them in homeostasis, meaning that they're going to have as much value, nutritional value as yep. they did on, at that moment, whereas a fresh vegetable might have been trucked from who knows where, who knows when. Right. Um, so honestly, if you get chicken thighs, which are cheap as heck, um, you get beans, you get frozen vegetables, you can do it easily.
2: My mm-hmm. patients
0: all, um, not the ones in the study, but my my regular patients in treatment centers have a budget of $75 a week. And some of them complain about that. And I think, oh my gosh, I support my daughter and I on mostly right. organic food for that. Yep. And, um, But again, we've gotten so far, like we were saying, we've gotten so far from food and mm-hmm. a lot of my clients have never spent time in the kitchen. They didn't right. notice a parent or a guardian cooking for them. Mhm. Um, so they're they're like, "Victoria, I don't know how to make eggs. Yep. All I know how to make is ramen, and there's no judgment mm-hmm. in that. It's just a statement of, "Okay, these are some life skills um, you know that that I remember taking um, home ec when we were in high school." Yep. Yep. Um, and we had i remember the smell of
1: that kitchen <laughs> oh, it was always um, so good it
0: was. it was always that um coffee cake
1: um mrs johnson and... she used to come she used to come in and visit me she passed away i think a year or two ago um oh my so gosh. i wouldn't be surprised if she comes to visit me now anyway but she used to come in and visit me at my old <laughs> job in a kitchen oh. store Um, And it was just so funny. She would come in and I would laugh and I'd think, oh my gosh. But the first time I saw her, I called her by the wrong name. (laughs) I felt so bad.
0: I remember that, but, but there was like skills that we learned. And, um, and again, I'm not, you know, waxing poetic about the past, but I am saying that I think that there are some simple skills or, um, out here, and I know you have it in Connecticut and it's not as affordable as it is out here, but stores like Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. um, Trader Joe's in Arizona is cheaper even than Walmart. Wow. And, um, at, a little known fact about Trader Joe's, my friends make fun of me, I'm somewhat obsessed, but, um, little known fact about Trader Joe's is that none of their foods have, um, any GMOs.
1: Which is amazing. none of
0: their food has high fructose corn syrup mm. or baked dyes. And so all of those things are triggers for folks with addiction and mental health issues. And uh, high fructose corn syrup is tremendously dangerous for the liver, for those folks with alcohol issues or Hep C from Mm
2: -hmm.
0: IV drug use. And um, so, you know, being able to get fresh quality food that is not dangerous, it may not be certified organic, but it is GMO-free. And I think that that's something to be said for stores like Trader Joe's that are really hitting hard, hitting this market super hard. You don't have to shop at the gourmet, fancy health food mm-hmm. stores. You can find great organic food um, almost anywhere now.
1: Yeah, you really can. And it's just a matter of looking. I mean, we actually have a farmer's market in Westbrook, and you know how small Westbrook is. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own farmer's market. And, you know, so again, you can even take that stuff and freeze it quickly if you need to. Or exactly, like you said, grab exactly. those frozen veggies. Just, you know.
0: Exactly. And the thing is in, in Arizona, and I don't know if it's the same in Connecticut, is that um, we have a, the program of EBT, which mm-hmm. is federal, you know, state assistance right. for low income. Yep. Our farmer's market takes that. so the, as
1: actually- I believe ours does, too.
0: Isn't that fantastic? Right. You can actually go and get some of your food from your farmer, and it doesn't have to be, um, you know, I just feel like that's a, a lot more just of a system to be able to to support your farmer, yes. have good quality local organic produce, and um, for most people to be able to get at least a percentage of right. their food from the farmer's market.
1: Yeah, as opposed to the, uh, you know, the dairy, che- the the, what, the government cheese or whatever it was they used to. Here's your government cheese. I remember those days. Here's your government <laughs> cheese. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even think it was cheese, girl. I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah, it was, it was cheese-ish. Cheese adjacent. Yeah, almost cheese. Here's your almost cheese, ma'am. So anyway, see, here we go. We get silly, but that's part of this um, podcast is that we just get silly and we want to show everybody that you can come on here, have a chat with an amazing woman, learn so much from them and, you know, have fun. There have been times when the dogs have barked or the doors have opened and we actually let that go right into the podcast so that women will know, hey, sometimes you have to do it in the pocket of your day. And that's okay. So everything you are doing sounds so, so amazing. I'm not surprised the universe did this because... I have to admit, I was very worried about asking Vic to join me because she is just, in my mind, and I think people need to be told this, just such an amazing person. I was like, there's no way she's going to have time for this. She's just way too busy. (laughs) And I think people need to know that because I encounter a lot of people who don't realize, like, how. So Vic, tell us where, you can, where we can find you and all the goodies, donations, et cetera, um, so that we can let you go about the rest of your day and save some more people today.
0: <laughs> no pressure. No. Um, so you can find me at um, centerforaddictionnutrition.com. That's centerforaddictionnutrition.com. Um, and there you can send me an email. There's also contact information from me or my assistant. Um, to make an appointment, the, also for the film, it's whatthefoodfilm.com. And when you go onto that site, there is a donate button if you wanna support us in getting the money, money that we need for the funding, that would be really great. And also there's an eight minute trailer um, that'll show a lot about the sanctuary at Sedona, which is one of the treatment centers that we're gonna be using um, for the study. And um, also you'll be able to find out a lot of the other players like Karen and Dr. Godman and Dr. Parsons, really phenomenal medical team that we have. Um, There's also going to be an application button there really soon. So if a person wants and is listening in Arizona and they want to participate in the study, um, we'll also have an application button up there as soon as we get our funding.
1: Excellent. So it sounds like we need to get some funding going. So please go in and check that out. We will also have at the um um, in the show notes where you can go and find this all, just in case you didn't catch it. And thank you so much, Victoria, for coming to join us at our table.
0: Thank you so much for having me, and I really love the work that you're doing, Terry. And it's really good to reconnect with you.
1: Thank you, Vic. You are amazing. Thank you so much for gracing our table with your presence today. Please don't forget to share this with your friends, family, and loved ones if you feel it will resonate with them. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and follow for updates on the next episode posting. Check out the show notes to find out what our handles are. Have a great day.